Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast. You know, I believe today that there's a fresh move of the Holy Spirit about to hit the church of the Lord Jesus Christ around the world. Not only here at Pursuit Church that the fire of God is going to fall in the hearts of the believers and that there's a passion, a fresh and new for God. I believe God wants to show himself fresh and new to you today. We just came through this Easter period and how that last week uh, ministered a word on how that uh, Christ is in us. And the difference between us and just dead religion is that there is a, the, Jesus has set his throne upon the heart of the worshiper. And, you know, today I want us to just think about something. Have you ever had an expectation based upon a word that God has given to you? And maybe that you haven't seen that word fulfilled yet in your life. Well, you know, I've got a word for you today. I believe that today God is going to manifest himself strong on your behalf this morning. Why don't we get into prayer just for a moment as we go right into the word of God. Father, we just thank you today, God, for your word. Your word is alive. Lord, you said that your word is quick and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides asunder the very spirit and soul. Lord, I pray today, God, that this word will enter into the, every heart and mind, Father, that their minds will be transformed, God, as they meditate on your word. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, that this word will get into the spirit, the seed will get there, in there, Father, and it will not just be received just for the moment, but God, it will produce some 30, 60, and 100 fold in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Turn in your Bible with me, if you will, this morning to Mark chapter 2. In the Gospel of Mark, it's Matthew, Mark, Mark chapter 2. This is a powerful story of when Jesus, he had been preaching in uh, a place uh, that uh, he had just had got his water baptism. And he'd come in and, and very powerful time. And he had went home and he went to, this, uh, to his house actually. And a lot of people heard about Jesus and they showed up at his house. And, you know, you can imagine that that would have taken place. You know, here's, here's Jesus doing a lot of miracles and things, and he goes home. And when he went home, a lot of people just showed up at his doorstep. They had heard that Jesus had come home. And uh, the Bible tells us, Mark chapter 2, it says that when he got there, uh, all these people showed up. And what did he do? He began to teach. He began to minister to them. There was such a huge crowd there that... Uh, people couldn't get too close to even hear him. But there were four men that carried a friend who was paralyzed to Jesus' house because they had heard that he had come home too. And they couldn't get near him, so what, they, what did they do? They, they got on the roof, and they dug a hole into the roof and lowered the man down in front of Jesus, where Jesus was sitting. And there were other people inside the house. The house was packed, and the Bible says that when Jesus saw that man being lowered, he looked at the man and as he got closer to him, as he was lowered down in front of him, he just looked at him and said, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. Remember, I said about expectation based upon a word or maybe a revelation that you have. Have you ever had a revelation of who Jesus is? But it didn't quite meet your expectation in the moment based upon what you thought was going to take place. Can you imagine this man being lowered 
from the roof in Jesus' home. He's heard he's a miracle worker. He has heard that the works that Jesus will do, that he can cause this man to walk. Think about it. Put yourself in the position of a man, a person being lowered down in front of Jesus, expecting to, for Jesus to say, get up and walk. But the first thing he says to you is your sins are forgiven. Now that doesn't, doesn't to me, doesn't quite meet the expectation of my revelation. And so today I'm going to teach and minister what to do whenever your expectation isn't matching or meeting up to your revelation. How do we handle that? How do we act in that moment? What do we do? I want to show you some things this morning I think will increase your faith and that will help you. You know, there were some people, religious people there that day that was seeing this take place. The Bible says they questioned Jesus and they actually said he's committing blasphemy because what man can forgive sins but God? And the first thing out of Jesus' mouth was, son, your sins are forgiven. I want us to read now as we, this has taken place. Verse 7 says, why doth this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why do you reason these things in your heart? Is it easier to say to the sick of the, that your sins be forgiven? Or to say, arise and take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go your way into your house. And immediately he arose and took up the bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. Or, you, some translations say, we never saw anything such as this. And where I come from, they would probably just say, man, we ain't ever seen nothing like this. And I tell you, I believe today that is something that is going to take place in our life. I believe today we're going to see something new. How many times has God has surprised you in how that he has provided or he made a way for you when all of your reasoning and all your efforts that you put into something and you thought, well, God's surely going to do it this way, but he did it a different way. You know, oftentimes it's exactly what happens in our life because of our reasoning of our expectation. You know, oftentimes we figure out for God how he's supposed to do something, how that he is supposed to provide our needs. Well, God, I surely I was going to get that job. And maybe that job didn't come to pass, but you had a word that God's about to open up a new door, that God's going to provide all of your need. Something was going to take place, and that job didn't manifest. What happened? What happened after that? Did we say, man, I, I don't know. I guess I missed God some way. Maybe I thought, you know, maybe that wasn't the word that God had for me. And then we just cast away our confidence. You know, it's so important today not to cast away your confidence. The Bible says that if you will not cast away your confidence, but you trust in the word that God has given to you, the Bible tells us that there is a reward coming. That God's going to reward you if you will not cast away your confidence. 
It says, cast therefore not away your confidence, for you are going to have need of patience. You're going to need to just wait. You're going to have to have patience, because if you have patience, that word's going to come to pass. It's going to produce. It might not happen exactly like you thought it was going to happen, but God's going to bring it to pass. It will come from unexpected places many times. Things in which we had put our trust in and ourself and other areas that we thought, you know, God, you're surely going to do it this way. And God surprises us and says, no, that's not the way I'm going to receive glory from this. Not because you saw it the way I'm supposed to do it, but I see it. Come on, can you hear God talking to you right now? God has a way. He sees things a bit differently than the way we see it. God might give you an idea, give you a a dream, give you some expectation, a word. God will give you a revelation of something, and then you start to pursue that, and and you'll be going through it, and you're working your way through it. And sometimes the expectation as you're going along of something happening just doesn't happen exactly the same way. Maybe something like this takes place, and it feels like, well, I guess the word that God has given to me about vision coming to pass, that things are going to start to to excel in areas maybe that's not going to happen well surely God can't do it in a time like this I've got good news for you God can do it in a time like this why because this is the kind of times that God receives all the glory and all of our reasoning and all of our ideas and all of our work and efforts to try to bring something to pass according to the way we see it the way we understand it You know, I believe today that there's a fresh move of the Holy Spirit about to hit the church of the Lord Jesus Christ around the world. Not only here at Pursuit Church that the fire of God is going to fall in the hearts of the believers and that there's a passion, a fresh and new for God. I believe God wants to show himself fresh and new to you today. Right where you are, why don't you right now with me just begin to say, Lord, just fill us afresh and new. God, fill me right now. Fill me up with your spirit. God, I thank you today that you have a way for me. You're making a way, God. And Father, I just pray right now for every person watching, every person listening to this message today, God, that you're going to touch them, you're going to reveal yourself to them in a brand new way, that a fresh fire of the Holy Spirit is going to be upon them and in them. God, I thank you for a fresh burning within them. In Jesus' name, glory to God. I tell you, God is so good. God is not done with what he started. He's going to complete the work that he began to do in you. And you can trust in that. You can trust in the grace. You can trust in the anointing. You can trust in his word because his word doesn't, pa- it doesn't fail. It will not pass away. For what God has ordained and what God has said, he's going to bring it to pass. You can put your trust in him. He can be trusted. You can trust God with your life, with your family, with your future, with your business, with your calling. You can trust him. He's going to bring it to pass. I tell you, we serve a good God, a mighty God, one that does not fail, one that has already won the victory over sin and death. He is the one who will bring it to pass. He is the one who's going to see you through this situation. And you know what? He's going to prosper you. I believe for many people today, God is trying to cause you to enter into a new place with him, to begin to look to him more. Right now, why don't you take that opportunity? Open your heart to God. Put your trust in Him. Don't be moved by the circumstances. Don't be moved by the things in which are going on around you. You put your trust in Him and you're going to see God bring it to pass. I tell you, that is so important today. You know, right now, I believe God is about to do a miracle in your life. Can you receive that today? 
Can you receive a miracle today in your life? Can you receive what God is going to do? Get your focus on Him. Put your trust in Him today, and God will bring it to pass. You know, it reminds me of a story in where Jesus was preaching. He was out preaching, and when he was out preaching, there was a, uh, he was having some great meetings, and things were going well, and then he gets word that Lazarus is sick. Lazarus' sisters, you might remember them, Mary and Martha, they were, Mary was the one who took the anointment, the alabaster box, and broke it upon his feet. The Bible says, and wiped it with her hair. Look in John chapter 11 with me, if you will. This is where that story takes place. In John chapter 11, the gospel of John. And the Bible says that they sent word to Jesus. And when they sent word to him, at that time, Lazarus was sick. And verse 3, it says, when the sisters sent this message to Jesus, it said, Behold, whom you love is sick. They didn't even say his name. They didn't say Jesus. Lazarus is sick. They just said, The one you love is sick. And the Bible goes on to say, When Jesus heard that, he gave an answer. He gave a reply. In verse 4, he said, This sickness is not going to be unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. The Bible says that Jesus also loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus. Now I want you to think for a moment. Jesus himself just sent a word to the house of Lazarus where Lazarus was sick and Jesus gave a word that said that this sickness is not going to be unto death. But God's going to get all the glory in it. Man, what a powerful word. Can you imagine? Put yourself there for a moment. Maybe you could put yourself in the position of Mary and Martha, whose brother is sick. And they get a word. Have you ever gotten a word? Have you had of a revelation of who, what God does for us in life? What that revelation of what God did in Christ for you? And you've got this revelation. You've got this word. And things, time goes on. The Bible says in verse 6, And when he had heard and he had sent this message that he was sent, he abode two more days in the same place. Jesus just stayed right where he was. He didn't move. He didn't, he didn't take off and run off to Lazarus' house real quick like, Oh, my. Like this took God by surprise. Like this, like what was going on that God had to send, that Jesus had to get there so quick, right in the midst of stop what he was doing. But no, he stayed there two more days. And the Bible says that his disciples, when they heard this, he said, well, let us go into, and Jesus said, well, after this time, after two days, he said, let us go into Judea. And his disciples said to him, Master, the Jews that were there, when we were there last time, they wanted to stone you. They wanted to kill you and us with them. And Jesus answered and said, well, there's 12 hours in a day, and if any man walk in the day, he doesn't stumble. But he, when he sees the, uh, because he sees the light. 
But it also tells us that when a man walks in the night where there is no light, he stumbles. So what was Jesus saying? He's saying, listen, I'm the light. I'm with you. Everything's going to be all right. Remember the Bible says the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light into our path. So Jesus is telling his disciples, don't worry about it. I know that there are people trying to kill us. I understand what took place. What had happened was in John chapter 8, 9, and 10, Jesus was preaching. He even healed a blind man. All of these different things are going on, and people got very mad at his word that he was preaching. And they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill the disciples. They wanted to stone him. They wanted to throw him off of a cliff. There was all types of things that was going on. But Jesus said, don't worry about it. Why? Because you have a word. You have the light. The word is with you. Remember, the word became flesh. The word is with you. The light is with you. I know there's circumstances going on. I know there's a lot of things. And it feels like, man, if we do that, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if we go there? What's going to happen if that takes place? Remember what those people said, the religious people, when that man was lowered down. Man, we have never seen anything like this before. We've never been in a church like this before. We've never heard preaching like this before. We've never experienced anything like this before. Man, this revelation and what's going on that God has given to us, I've never heard anything like this before. I've never been in this kind of circumstance before. You know, the whole world right now is in a, in a place that it's never been before. You know, this is where God does miracles in these kind of moments. Maybe your finances are in a place that it's never been before. Maybe the security of your job is not in the place it was before. Maybe things are going on around you that it's just not like been this way before. But you know what? I think right now we need another revelation. We need a revelation of the goodness of God. We need a revelation of what God is about to do in our life. What God can do in times where it seems like everything is dying. Where things are not the way they've always been. When things aren't the same as they used to be, this is where God begins to show himself strong. This is where God begins to move. Whenever we open our hearts and we begin to cry out unto God, when we begin to look to him, when we begin to look to his word, and we say, your light is in me, your light is with me, and it is that light that I'm going to walk in, and that by that light I'm going to move in that place, and that's the direction that is set before me. I'm going to walk in it no matter what the circumstances may be. You know, the Bible says, in verse 11, it says, And these things he said, and after that, he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may awake him out of the sleep. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he's asleep, he'll get better. They thought he meant that he was actually asleep. And you know, uh, rest is always good for those who are not well and physically. And Jesus said, Well, I'm not talking like that. That's not what I'm talking about. He said, I'm speaking about his death. But they thought that he was speaking, that he was just taking a nap, that he, was, that he was asleep. And Jesus, in verse 14, he talked to them plainly. He said, Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent, you might believe. Nevertheless, let's go unto him. And then one of his disciples in verse 16 said, which was Thomas, he said this, he said to his fellow disciples, yeah, Let's all go that we may die with him. Isn't that just like you got any friends like that around you? 
It's just like people today who don't recognize the Word of God properly. It almost is like they're trying to cast doubt in everyone else. You ever have anybody try to cast doubt in you about what God has said? Concerning His Word, concerning His promises. You're going to find naysayers. You're going to find doubters around you. But if you'll just stay with the Word of God, God's going to bring it to pass. If you'll walk in the light as He is in the light, you're going to find that you're going to flourish and you're going to grow. You're going to excel in God. But see, there is things around that that the Bible teaches us. You know, the Bible tells us if we walk in the light as He is in the light, that we'll have love towards one another. You know, it's so important today that you be planted in the house of God. You know, you can love those who love you back. But what about those who you might not necessarily feel that same kind of love back towards you? Well, those are the kind of people you're called to love, that you're called to walk in love with. You might not understand them, and they might not get along well with you, so to speak. That doesn't mean you just jump out of church or quit the body of Christ. You go do what you feel is better for you. No, see, that's where you grow. That's where your love grows. We're called to grow and develop and grow in the love of God and grow in a place that we can can excel in the light, in the word, because these challenges are going to come. There's going to be times that you're going to want to just quit sowing because times are hard. What are we going to do? If we go with him, we're going to die also. If we go with the word, we're going to die doing it. You know, I believe it's very important that we make up our mind in who we're going to serve. We're either going to serve ourselves and the God of this world, or we're going to serve the God who is more than enough, the God who will provide, the God who will make a way, the God who will do a miracle in the midst of when everything looks like it's dying around you. You know, today... Let's not be like those disciples. Let's stay with the Word of God. Let's follow the Word. Sometimes you might have to do it reluctantly. Sometimes you might have to just say, you know what, God? Right now, I'm not in that same place, but I want to get there. I want to grow into that kind of place where I can trust you fully with my whole life, with with everything that I am, with, with what you have said is a promise to me according to your Word. God, I want to put that kind of trust in you. Well, this is how it begins. It begins by taking those steps. Maybe you're like Thomas. Maybe you are like Thomas. And you're saying things that you shouldn't say. Well, you need to just get the word of God in your mouth instead. Go ahead and say, well, if the word and the Lord said to do this, then we can do it. Because I know in him, he will bring it to pass. He's made me more than a conqueror. He's made me an overcomer. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. His word is true. He watches over it to perform it. It's going to happen. God's going to make a way even where there seems to be no way. The Bible says in verse 17, Jesus came and he found that they had laid him in a grave four days already. Now Lazarus is laid in the tomb for four days. Can you imagine What must have been going in the minds of the sisters, Mary and Martha? They had a word. They had a word from God. They had a word from the Lord that this sickness was not going to be unto death. But he has died. And he's been buried now for four days. The Bible says, probably just like the rest of us, 
The Bible says in verse 19, and, 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 and the Bible says that many of the Jews had come to comfort Martha and Mary. And verse 20 says, and then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went out and met him. But Mary just stayed in the house. Somebody sounds like they got an attitude. The other runs out to, to meet Jesus. Maybe she was a little bit more bolder and just thought, you know, I'm just going to go let him know what I think about things. What about you? You ever felt like that before? You ever felt like, God, you said, and here's what I've done, and I put my trust in you. God, I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And, God, there's nothing changing. It seems like things are still dying around me. I don't understand. Why? Because our expectation, our reasoning according to our expectation is not necessarily measuring up to the revelation that we have. What are we going to do? Are we going to cast it off? Are we going to hold fast to the promise that God has given to us? You know, the stories in the Bible. I think about the lady, the woman, in which Elijah had come to, stayed with her, and her son had died. He had promised her and told him, said, you will have a child. That was what she desired. And then the son died. And she came out to him. And she rode out to him and met him and said to him and said, hey, when, he, when, when, he, when Elijah asked her, said, what can I do for you? She said to him, and said, well, and, and he asked her, he said, is everything well? And she said, yeah, all is well. And then she said to him, said, but my son is dead. Now that's a different kind of idea, isn't it? Why would she say, yeah, all is well? But then she says, my son is dead and I need you to come and, and, and heal him. And the Bible says he did and the boy revived and lived with her. Came back to life. Here we see Martha goes out to him. Mary stays in the house. And Martha said to Jesus in verse 21, said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Hmm. But I know that even now, whatsoever you will ask of God, God will give it you. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Now, it's unique, though. She's got a war going on here. She's saying, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Now, you're going to have to ask God because I know God, whatever you ask God, he will do it. The Bible says, verse 23, Jesus said to her, that brother will rise again. Oh, isn't that a good word? You see, what Jesus said was going to come to pass. See, what the promise that God has made to you no matter if it looks like everything is dead and it can't happen, God's going to bring it to pass. Don't be looking at the circumstance as it has power over your life. No, we serve the true and living God. And God has power, even resurrection power, to raise that thing that seems dead in your life back to life again and breathe life into it. Oftentimes we go through these processes based upon the revelation that we have received from God. And when our reasoning's kicking in and we're not seeing what God has said is going to come to pass, we begin to cast off restraint. We begin to say, you know what, God, I don't see how that's going to happen. I can't see it in there. But listen to me, sometimes we add to the word. We begin to say, well, we reason how God's going to bring it to pass. But God might not want to bring it to pass the way you thought he ought to bring it to pass. Just like Martha. She said, if you would have been here, you would have been here, he would not have died. If I'd have gotten that, then everything would be okay. If I could just get this, then everything's going to be okay. See, we need to put our trust in God. We need to obey God. We need to follow 
the word of God. Follow the light of the word of God and God will bring it to pass. You know, it's so important today that we don't lose sight of the revelation. The Bible says here, it says in verse 24, Martha said, yeah, well, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Oh, wow. Come on, can you hear that today? Can you hear that today, right now, in your circumstance, in your life? In the revelation and the understanding of what God has said to you, what God has revealed to you, he's the resurrection and he's the life. He's going to bring it to pass. He's going to breathe life into it. Come on, you already have the word and nothing can overcome the word of God. Everything else will fail. Everything else will pass away. But the word of God stands for surety. It will come to pass. It's a living word. Nothing can overcome the word of God that God has given to you. The revelation that you have that's in your spirit, bring it to life again. Revive that word. Let it live because it is alive in you. Put your trust in the word of God. Put your trust in him and watch God breathe life into it. You know, today, I think this is a very important understanding that we need to have. You know, when you begin to see this play out, four days, Lazarus was in the tomb. And you know what? The word that Jesus gave, in the mind of these sisters was not coming to pass as they heard it. It wasn't coming to pass as they heard it because it was filtered through their mind. It was filtered through their soul. But you ever notice how God gives us a word and yet oftentimes we hear it through that filter and we've already got it reasoned out. It makes sense to us in a certain way and our expectations begin to say, okay, this is the way God's going to do it. And then when it doesn't happen that way, we think, well, pfft, what was that? Maybe I missed God. Maybe, who, who knows what that, what, God, why did you do that? Why, how come, God? And God says, well, I have a better way. I'm going to glorify myself through this. You see, this is a key. All the glory goes to God in our lives. When something good is going on, come on, we need to give him praise. We need to give him thanksgiving. God is going to get the glory. When things aren't going good, when things around us seem to be dying and things aren't coming to pass like we thought they were going to pass, God has a different way probably than the way we saw him doing it. But God's going to bring it to pass. God's word holds true. He'll bring it to pass. Even if it looks like it's about to die, it looks like it's dead and it's been dead for a while and there's no hope, there's no way of resurrection from that. It's been four days, not three days. Think about that. Four days, the body is now decaying. But let me just tell you something. It might look like that thing's decayed and gone, and all it is is dust. He knows how to bring dust back together. He knows how to make the bones. Think about it. Remember the prophet Ezekiel. He spoke to the bones, and he said, live. Come on, I believe today God is saying, live. Let those things come together. Live. Let the joint and the sinew begin to form. Let flesh come. Let it live. Why? Because his word doesn't fail. It's alive in your heart today. It's alive right now, right where you're at, and he's working to bring it to pass. It's going to come to pass. Remember the four friends of the paralytic man? They said, man, we've never seen it like this before. We've never seen such things like this before. Well, maybe today you've not seen anything like that before. Maybe you've never heard of a testimony like that before. 
in somebody else's life. How God brought it to pass in the situation that you're facing today. Maybe you've never heard somebody with the same experience as you're going through. You know, life is unique to each and every one of us. But see, God is the same. God will bring it to pass. He'll deliver you. He'll bring you into your promised land. He'll bring it to pass. And that's something that we can rest assured of when we have a revelation. When we have a revelation. Not just an idea or an opinion, but a revelation. What are you standing on today? Are you standing on the firm foundation of the Word of God? Are you standing in the truth and are you walking in the light of that to the very best of your ability? You know, it's so important that you get into the Word of God. You get into a place of prayer personally. Surrender your whole life to Jesus Christ and watch how we will fulfill and bring it to pass. You see, God will not share the glory with us. No, all the glory goes to God. You'll have a story, a testimony of God's goodness, of His miracle working power in your life, of His deliverance, of Him watching over His Word to bring it to pass. There's going to be a lot of times you never saw it coming like this. You never saw it happening in your life like that. But God brought it to pass. You know, we have to put our trust in God. Remember, we are the believer and He is the performer. He's going to perform the good word towards you that He has given to you. This morning, I want us right now, if you will, I want you to just open your heart. I want to pray for you right where you're at today. I want you right now just to begin to put your heart and open your mind to God afresh and new after you've heard this word. You know, the Bible says that the sower soweth the word of God. And when the word of God is sown, some of it falls by the wayside. Maybe you've seen or maybe you're hearing this message and maybe you heard this message today and you say, well, I'm not sure if that's for me. Everything's going well. Everything's going all right. I'm not really in a bad situation right now. Well, you know, it's not about just the situation. It's about the harvest that is to come. You see, we need to understand that even in the good times, we need to have a heart turned toward God because God has direction. God has something more. God wants to use those things that He is providing as resource into our life. And remember this, your resources and the place you get your resource is not your source. God is our source. They are resources. They come from God to benefit Him, His glory. And when we follow after Him, when we walk in the light of it, then we get a story. God gets the glory and the promises come to pass in our life because we trust in His Word. We trust in Him and we know that He is good and He is going to make it happen. We can say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. I want you to open your heart right now. You know, I believe that the two sisters received that word with gladness. They rejoiced. Can you imagine getting a word right on time? Man, that revelation came right on time. And then it looked like it died. God, what about that word? You said this will not be unto death. 
Well, the Bible says that Jesus went to that tomb four days later and he said, Lazarus, come forth. Come out of that place. And the Bible says Lazarus walked out of that tomb. He was, took off the, they said, he got, he said, man, they got those grave clothes off to him. He cast off those grave clothes. And the Bible says he went and ate with Jesus and his sisters. No matter what the condition that you're facing right now, don't just receive the word with gladness and when persecution and affliction arises for the word's sake, when things begin to just challenge you, according to that revelation, according to the word, instead of running off and casting off restraint, casting away your confidence, won't you just begin to just stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God? God's going to bring it to pass. God's going to bring it to pass, and then you'll begin to see 30, 60, and 100 fold producing your life. You're going to have to have need of patience. Oh, but you don't understand. I can't. It's going to die. I can't be waiting. This is going to die if it doesn't work and it doesn't happen now. God is a miracle-working God. He's going to get all the glory. He's going to bring you through this. Just begin to stand and praise Him right now. Begin to give Him glory. And watch how you're going to have a story. You see, the Word of God, when it is sown, it can fall into good soil and produce. Today, let your heart be good soil. Trust in Him. Stand and wait for the promise to come to pass. Walk in the light of it. Hold fast to the profession of your faith. Hold fast to the profession. Let it become a profession. Anyone who has a profession understands what I'm saying. If you become a professional, that's what a profession is. is you become a professional. It's something you do consistently to build yourself up. Even in the face of circumstances that are negative, hold fast to the profession. Hold fast to your word. Hold fast to the word of God. Begin to continually say it. Stand in it. And watch how God bring it to pass. And let me just say this. There's going to be some words that you're going to think, well, that's for me. But it might be for your children or your children's children. Because it's for you, but it's also for your entire family, generational. If something doesn't seem to be working, stand. Fight your fight of faith. Stand in prayer. Make a bold profession of faith. Say, and begin to stand and say, God, I'm walking in the light of it. I'm going to stand in the light of it. I'm going to see it come to pass. It's going to happen for me and my household. It's going to happen for my children, my children's children, and every generation after me. For your promise is sure, and it's amen. Even to a thousand generations, it's going to come to pass, God. It's going to come to pass for me and my whole household. We are saved. We will be saved. And your blessing is upon us.